0: Is a Red Shovel Network production. The Red Shovel Network consists of The Drew Mike Show, Charlie the Duff's No Bullshit News, Emma Eric's Soul of Detroit, and No Filter Sports and shit. Enjoy the following Red Shovel Network Production P.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the story you're about to hear is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned a robbery detail. You've just rounded up a vicious gang of thieves. The heavy man is still at large. Your job? Get him.
0: You ass interrogative... Get your finger out of my face. Get your finger out of my face. Take the first shot, then if you want to Counselor... Get your finger out of my face. It's gone. What are, what are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay. You want to go right now, Elric? We got the heavy man. It's your old pal, ML Elric, here with The Soul of Detroit. Taking a quick little departure from my, uh, I don't know, I guess it's, I guess you'd call it a career. It's an investigative reporter at Fox to Detroit. Former investigative reporter. At the Detroit Free Press and who knows what's next, possibly uh, picking up cans on the side of the highway. In the meantime, I'm passing, whiling away the time with uh, Mark Fellhauer and uh, Sean Windsor, who's in studio this week.
1: I was hoping to see you in a white tuxedo again today. The last time I saw you a few weeks ago, you were dapper. <laughs> Well, I now you're back to your usual I
0: just last night I was playing soccer at Fort Wayne in the Detroit City Football League, and it it there was a downpour like you couldn't believe, and uh it was very interesting to see all the teams that wear white jerseys running into the bar because uh we're supposed to have a post post match bar call every week, and uh, I was wondering whether it was going to turn into a wet t shirt contest, but I think people people were appropriately attired and and so Unfortunately, it was very appropriate.
1: I'm uh, on vacation next week. But before I go, I'm headed to Chicago tomorrow for the Big Ten football media days. Oh, wow. There you go, Mark.
2: Uh, Do you expect to get a lot out of media days? Not really. (laughs) A good lunch. Although last year there was a lot out of the media days with Urban Meyer really getting busted about what he did know and did not know about uh, Ryan Ryan Smith. Uh,
1: The assistant assistant coach, yeah. That was the big story last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, this, this grandson one will be of can, Earl
0: Bruce, right? Right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. This this one will be. Can Michigan uh, finally do it?
0: Ugh. Is this the year? I, I let me save you a trip. <laughs> let me save you a trip. Uh, the answer is no. Um, uh, yeah. Sorry. Let's uh, just let that one hang out there. So, okay. Say what you want. It's like a tuning fork. When the truth is struck, it just kind of.
1: Oh. Did you hear There's Mark? Nice. By the way, say what you want. There's a quiet confidence. I, I've noticed that with I, Michigan fans this summer.
0: I thought he was doing a little hip-hop there. No, he's not going to say
2: anything. He wants the play to the do the, the talking. I believe it was your colleague, uh, Nick Baumgartner, that wrote about it. He and, did. And chose them to win the Big Ten, which I hate. You know, I don't, I don't want to see that one sandbagging. But he laid out his argument, and I like that he said it first off. He goes, there's no reason based on past what you should do. It's about the uncertainty going forward, and they are the team with the least amount of uncertainty.
0: Except, how can you even in past happy football of the twenty second century? I mean, 20, whatever it is, um, how can you win without a running back? You've got to have a running back, and they don't. Their last running back, it turns out, uh, had some problems at school. Well, you
2: don't. You school. don't know. You don't know what the running back situation is. They'll be fine. I well,
0: they'll I'm, be I'm fine. looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to those hearts being broken again, um, which makes me think about the broken heart I witnessed on Friday. In uh, Port Huron, last week we talked about the um, about the big public corruption trial going on in federal court in Port Huron. And uh, the contractor who was found guilty on Friday of four counts of bribery. When you see these guys in court, it, it's amazing. They tend to be, for the most part, very friendly uh, in court. You know, you're there to cover the worst thing that's ever happened to them in their life, other than maybe the death of a child or... Uh, being a Michigan season ticket holder or something like that. And they're, they're very convivial. They seem very confident. And we saw closing arguments on Friday. Uh, the jury gets its instructions. They go to begin deliberations. They pick their foreman or their forewoman. They put out um, a lunch order. We all kind of leave the court, go grab a sandwich across the street. And I was thinking, if they bought the entrapment defense... Uh, it's going to be a while before this verdict comes in. If they didn't buy the entrapment defense, which means that the feds basically put him up to bribing people, and the feds admitted putting him up to bribing people, but the trick is, would he have done it even without the feds prompting? Um, if they didn't buy the entrapment defense, he basically said, Yeah, I bribed all these people, so you know he's going to get convicted right away. Well, we're out to lunch. We see them coming back to the courtroom. We come back. The verdict is there. Bang. They slammed him on all four counts. And then. They lead you out of the courtroom in handcuffs. They take away your belt, your tie if you're wearing one. This guy had open collar, kind of a Rick Snyder look. Um, They take away your jewelry, uh, watch. I think the only thing they may leave you with is a wedding ring, but I'm not even sure about that. And he's facing up to 12 years in federal prison, so they lead this guy away. And all I'm thinking is, God, I hope he had a good lunch and when he ate that lunch, did he chew every bite? Did he carefully pick where he's going to get lunch? Because yeah. that's the last good food he's going to get for like the next 10 years.
2: Were you surprised at the speed that the jury deliberated at?
0: No, because entrapment felt like a little bit of a long shot. But if uh, if you don't buy entrapment, I mean, the guys, well, I did all this shit they told you I, yeah. I did. So, uh, so yeah, if the you don't... juries are weird. It's like playing poker. If you get that one card that makes your hand, you're good to go. If you don't, then... Just give them your money,
1: Mike. On a on a related but sort of unrelated note, you've been in the courts a long time. Do you remember the first time you were there for that moment and watched somebody who was coming in every day to sort of fight for his or her life in a way, and then get taken out in cuffs? It's kind of startling, even though you know you know they deserve it and you know their consequences. It's still on some human level. It's it's oh, a startling thing to sort of witness.
0: Absolutely, and and I. Um I remember the first trial I covered for the Free Press was the uh, rape trial of Sheriff Bill Hackle. And we were all out in Mount Pleasant because he was accused of raping somebody during a sheriff's conference. And throughout the whole trial, uh, we talked about, um, you know, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? I hesitated the whole time to make a prediction. Just before the verdict was coming down, I turned to the reporter next to me and I said, not guilty. They're going to let him go. Well, Of course it was guilty <laughs> yeah. and he stood up and they put the cuffs on him and he was just ashen i mean he was it was unbelievable how uh he was he was just um just staggered and uh, they lead him out and then uh, mark hackle his son who's now the uh, county executive turns to the the retired state trooper who had done the investigation for the tribal police and said you did a lousy investigation runs out of the room and it was it was just wow. it was unbelievable so bill uh, I don't see him I write him a letter when he's in jail just saying I hope you're doing okay you know uh you know best of luck and everything it was a really close call it was really I remember it yeah man. it was it was one of those things where it could have gone either way and even the judge said at the sentencing that I made some rulings in this case that may have affected the outcome, and an appellate court may reverse me. So I don't see Bill Hackle until, you know, he, he was sentenced to four years. Uh, then I'm playing softball in Mount Clemens, and I'm up to bat. It's a 3-2 count league, so, um, so, you know, you gotta, you got to be aggressive at the plate. Uh, somebody calls a lousy strike on me. And I turn around and look at the umpire. It's Bill Hackle. <laughs> and I said, "Next pitch, I'm swinging. <laughs> High, low, it doesn't matter. Oh, I'm putting man. this thing in play because he's going to ring me up." He great umpire. <laughs> I, I run into him at sporting events all the time. Very gracious man. Uh, he's just living out his life. He loves his grandkids and his kids. How long and, did he uh, serve? How long was he in? You know, it. It. it, it he probably got. Uh, he probably got um, probation after. Uh, well, actually let me think about that. It was a state case. So I think it's truth and sentencing. So if they give you four years, you do four years. Um, the feds give you good time. So you do like 85%, but it's just interesting to see how that arc yeah. comes. You know, you see the lowest point and then he's kind of gets out and he's, I mean, it's it's a horrible disgrace. You're law enforcement. You're convicted of breaking law, but you know, a heinous crime like rape. And then you have to put it together and, uh, very strange, but yeah, that is that is a moment where you you almost are staggered in some cases by the grace of people who have just been found uh, guilty of being horrible people.
1: <laughs> you, know? you know, you're absolutely right. That's what I kind of remember about it. The first few times I I witnessed that, because like I said, you you know they need to pay pay the consequences. You understand that part of it and the bargain and, ooh, that we have in society,
2: but at the same time, yeah, just watching
1: somebody's life change that radically in, in that moment.
2: I've it's, never experienced that, but I feel like there's part of me that would be like, this is his fault, though, whomever it is. Well, of course, yeah. of course. You know, Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to find a lot of sympathy when someone screws up.
0: Oh, yeah, it's, but it's, it's not really sympathy. It's at just, the same time, you're not jumping up and saying, free this man. No, exactly. You know, right, right. Like, no, yeah. it's
1: not sympathy. It's just to see that moment up close. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, it's 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 sort of the bearing of the soul. It is. I mean, you're you're and, and these guys must feel that they're going to get away with it because he turned down a pretty sweet plea deal, and uh, he came back into court looking like I'm going to go home and sleep in my own bed tonight. It's like, uh, no, no, you're not, and it's not going to be a very nice mattress. Well, we we getting I off. Thought that we to get caught. We caught him. We're getting off to a little heavy start, but I like the way this is going. Mark said I can do whatever I w- say, whatever I want, and Sean said I was right, so we'll probably. Oh Lord! Let's let's use those drops. So uh, that we've
2: created this monster, fre- let's tear it down. Frequently
0: Sean. in the future, we've created them. <laughs> well, it's, by mistake, I'm just as God made me, sir. Although I, I will say I, I was not uh, as good uh, as I was made because my eyes kind of got bad over time, and you know who fixed them. My doctor did LASIK for me.
1: Can he help you grow a beard, by the way? Is that a service he provides?
0: You know what? I'm, I'm preserving my whiskers for my old age. I mean, I'm uh, 51 going on 31, going on 11. It's time for me to do my paper out. But uh, Dr. Yaldo can get you back up to 2020. He can get you to 2015 with LASIK. It's one of the safest surgeries in all of medicine, and it's changed the lives of millions of people by allowing them to get 2020 or better without the hassle or poor performance of glasses and contacts. It's about freedom and lifestyle. And Dr. Yaldo, who is a great Red Shovel Network sponsor, is the number one LASIK surgeon in Michigan. He's done 30,000 LASIK procedures, and you can get better results than you expect. I went in to get my eyes done, geez, maybe 10, 15 years ago. I got 2015. That's better than 2020. He also does the CATS Custom LASIK, which is the world's most precise, and most patients get better than 20-20. It only takes a few minutes. It's relatively painless, and you will get to throw all those contacts and glasses in the garbage. Multifocal lens implants are for people 45-plus so that you not only get your 20-20 vision back, but you don't need reading glasses. It gives you precise far vision and prevents cataracts from ever forming. you got nothing to lose by seeing Dr. Yaldo for a free evaluation. Maybe you just want to get your eyes checked. Maybe you just want to get some glasses. Maybe you want to get some sunglasses. Tell them ML and the Soul of Detroit sent you, and you'll save $1,500 on your LASIK procedure. Call 1-800-398-EYES. That's 1-800-398-EYES. Or go to com. Please tell them ML, Elric, and the Soul of Detroit Sent you, you know, we really need these sponsors to hear from you. In fact, just just call up and just say, uh, you know, is your fridge running? And then before you hang up, say, <laughs> I you uh, to prank call. ML called you. Well, we just we're just trying to get the phones ringing here, because without them, this show doesn't go anywhere. Because you know, hey, listen, we're pretty open minded. and We enjoy doing this, but nobody wants to work for free, and it costs some money to put this thing on the air. We are heavily subsidized by the Red Shovel Network, and our sponsors are the ones who make it possible. Hall Financial is one of those people who bring you this show. I can't emphasize enough how important people like David Hall are to our survival. He took a chance on this new form of media, and I think it's going pretty well for both of us. If you want to refinance your home with Hall Financial like I did, they would love to save you money. You can email David at dhall at hallfg.com or call Hall Financial at 248-308-5000. Maybe it's your first home. Maybe it's your dream home. Maybe you just need to get some dough and you're going to take it out of your house. Give David Hall a chance and get lower rates, better options, and more personal attention. Hey, the Fed's talking about lowering the interest rates. That means those mortgage rates are going to go down too. They have hundreds of five-star reviews. Industry average for a refi is 44 days. They'll get it done in 19 days. I worked with Dan Morrison and Shannon. And I'll tell you what. The only reason we didn't get it done in like two days is because I was kind of slow. These guys move fast. They make it happen. They're there for you. They will get you through even, you know, maybe a little blemish on your credit history. They found one on mine. I was like, what's that? And they said, don't worry about it. And I said, okay. If you oh, say don't really? worry about it. Now I'm intrigued by it, that blemish. It. Yeah, it was something about... Um, not paying a bill? Yeah, it's some doctor somewhere, apparently. Really? And I don't know if it was me or one of the other people in my house, but... Uh, oh, I'm sure it was one of the other people. Yeah, but uh, it's apparently or it's not a... the family a, under the bus. Not, not a problem for, for David and Dan and Shannon. They just said, you know what, my man... It's not you. It's someone else. We'll go kill that doctor if he gives us a problem. And I said, Dave, that hey. seems a little extreme. And he hey, said, went through. "He said, you know, I can golf right-handed, left-handed. I said, say no more. <laughs> David Hall will tell you all about it. D-Hall at HallFG.com. Call 248-308-5000. Please don't forget to tell them that ML and the Soul Detroit sent you because we want them to stick around so we can stick around. NMLS 1467435. That's David's uh, ATM code, so if you get his card, uh, <laughs> Make yourself a little alone right there. So thank you very much, David. Um, Soul of Detroit is about interesting things that happen, some would say, only in the city of Detroit. I don't always know that that's true. I worked in New Hampshire where people said crazy things happen here. I worked on the south side of Chicago where people said crazy things happen here that would never happen anywhere else. I worked in Macomb County, Detroit, all and it just happens that crazy things happen all kinds of places. But I do feel like sometimes Detroit is unique And on the way here is a perfect example. I drove by the Alger Theater where they rent out the marquee for messages. It's a fundraiser to try and get the theater reopened. And you learn about people in your neighborhood. Well, today it says, Happy 22nd B-Day, Terrence. Pretty straightforward. Real family don't fold. Duke's 100. We got you, son. Mm. Trust the process. You'll be home soon. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. And I looked at it and I thought to myself, what the hell is going on?
2: Uh, yeah, I don't Any know guesses, what that gentleman? means. Um, I'm assuming he must be locked up if he's trusting the process, but he's not going to see a marquee if he's locked up.
0: Well, if, if, if it said Calvin Johnson trust the process, we know that that's not true because right. that was a touchdown, and to my mind, he completed the process. But, yeah, <laughs> what process is this where you uh, will be home soon? I just want to know, do they pay
2: by character? Because why you two do. exclamation points? It's by the letter. So, so must, exclamation uh, points are added value.
0: No, no, you, that's extra money. It's going to cost you more. Why? T- why?
2: First off, why do you need any exclamation points to marquee? But why two? Well,
0: I'm wondering why do you need the sign if Duke's 100 is not free to see it? <laughs> Who's? Well,
2: it's still his birthday, right? I mean, no, a Terrence. Well, birthday to
0: him. Is I don't care. Is Terrence? Dukes 100? I don't know. Are these multiple messages? I don't know what messages? that means. I don't know, Sean. Sean what? what's... Uh... I think
1: they're Philadelphia 76ers fans. <laughs> what, any, and, and Duke fans, too? Yeah, they're the ones that came up with this idea of trust the process. process right.
0: yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's
1: from Joel Embiid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, uh, Wait, right, he
2: went to Kansas, right?
1: Uber-talented center.
2: Hmm. Okay, so... And, uh,
1: world-class talker and shit stirrer.
2: The, from the, the question is: 76ers. Do, you think, do you think the theater knew and just said, uh, or had no idea and just put it on the marquee
0: anyway? I don't. I, money? Yeah, I don't think they censor this. Okay. Mean, it's just a pep talk, right? I don't think you could put up there. You know, I hope uh, everything works out well for him. Have a good day, burn in hell. I mean, they'd probably <laughs> pull you back. Well, on why that not?
1: One. So the first time I was in Detroit, I think it was 1987, and I was driving around the city, just kind of wondering, oh, you know, aimlessly, just looking and curious. And I was up Jef- going up Jefferson. Avenue, and there's a police precinct there, and I Dorm. not You you might the know fifth the
0: precinct, precinct at Saint Jean and Jefferson. Okay,
1: so they have a marquee out front, and it said "Cadavers don't make good testimony."
2: Ooh, and I thought it's a great line. Okay, okay,
1: that's different. Yeah, welcome to Detroit. Yeah, yeah, right. That's that's different. Cadavers don't make good testimony, and then there was something. Where going. did these
0: people get the time to make these signs?
1: <laughs> something about mendicants, and uh, on a later trip, and I don't know, but that but that particular.
0: Oh yeah. Now I I, um, I have a, a book proposal that I've, I've been trying to push. My last King of Detroit book proposal came close, didn't quite get sold. So I've got a more personal uh, proposal, and and the title is Detroit, where the weak are killed and eaten, because that mm-hmm. sort of gets to the cadavers don't make good testimony. Because this city, when you get here, you you get this sense that uh, that you know fate can be can be sudden and can be somewhat uh, unforgiving, and that reminds me of my first live shot at Channel 4 back in 2006, they sent me out. They must have really been hurting to send me out on this. There was a story about a guy, uh, went to go see a baby mom on the east side, shot the baby, uh, ran to the Detroit River, uh, was going to jump in. On his way to the Detroit River, he ran by another baby mama's house to let her know how upset he was because the police were after him. She, oh, that's why he was upset? Yeah, she comes down with him to the Detroit River, I believe. And then his third baby mama shows up after he jumps in the river. The family is hanging around all day waiting for him to bob up, I guess, or for them to find him. And I, I kind of am working the, the scene a little bit and get what I think is a, a name for this guy. And all I have is, um, all I have is um, his street name. I think it was like eight ball or something like that. So I'm talking to the family. We're out there. It's hot as hell. We're kind of getting to know each other a little bit. Um, and this cousin is going on and on about, you know, I love them, man. I love that man so much. We're so close. He was like a brother to me. You know, I don't know what we're going to do. This is devastating. And I said, well, um, you know, I'm I'm just curious if we're talking about the same guy, you know. And, uh, you know, if, well, what's your cousin's name? And he said, eight ball and I said okay same guy I said what? Well, what's you know what's what's his what's his given name he said I don't know what <laughs> you know this guy like a brother but you only what know him as eight name? ball well, so. that,
1: that reminds me of the guy when I lived in Champaign Illinois and I was 19 and a friend of mine used to buy weed from his a guy. friend
0: a friend is that, this, <laughs> is, is that his the his same guy. friend who gets you Viagra <laughs> his guy
1: and he just what <laughs> everybody knew him just as chocolate chip that's, that's that was it hey
0: but I'm sure now, his
2: cousins
1: knew his name. You want an eighth? Yeah, go, go go! call Chocolate Chip.
0: Now, is that because after you smoked all that weed, you need to hit Famous Amos, or is that just...
1: Famous Amos. I don't know about that.
0: Did yeah. you ever learn his name? Did anybody ever know his Charles name? Charles Chips, maybe? Charles Chips.
2: Chips. That's his legal
1: name.
0: That's.
2: By, by the <laughs> way... Ch- Chuck Ch- Chips. Ch- Chips. By
1: the way, and I know we're, uh, this is the soul of Detroit, and I... Yes, I do live in Ann Arbor. But I saw a Marquee a couple of weeks ago, an auto body shop that said, "Your wife is hot, tint her windows."
0: Damn! Do you oh, like the oh, wow. Do you like yeah. the double play like oh, that? Yeah. Do you like Absolutely. When um, I was in Allentown, it shows
2: they uh, put some thought into sure. it. Sure.
0: When I was in Allentown, there was an oil change place that said, "If you love her, if you love her, lube her." Oh, there oh, you go. Which I thought yeah. was pretty. Or how about
1: this? I saw this yesterday, but it wasn't around here. A Marquee from a veterinary clinic that said, "If the Earth was flat, cats would push everything off it." That's very
2: true. I thought that was... <laughs> was very uh,
1: true, yeah. That was sort of, yeah.
2: Yeah. True. but see, you remember these places, too, when they have a you good, do. good marquee, a good yes. sign. Sure.
0: Yeah. So. Although, um, although, based on a lot of the emails and texts I get after I do a story, there are a lot of people out there who believe that the world is flat. That's so.
1: actually true, and more true now. You yeah. hear more people
2: saying
0: that yeah, now.
1: Yeah,
2: Kyrie Irving. Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a
2: yeah. lot of people. I mean, I don't know. I think he was a little bit in jest, but that kind of brought a lot of people out of the woodwork to say, no, no, it's flat. And there's no proof. It's
1: the same with the moon and Steph Curry joking about how we never went landed on the moon. That's that's out there. What is it with the...
0: Yeah, but that got him a trip to NASA, so that's pretty it cool. It did, but yeah. what
1: is it with the, it's okay not to believe in science anymore?
0: Uh, it's just or a, to, it's a distrust. Or to vaccinate your kids, right? It's a distrust I mean, Maybe if science. you put
1: it on a marquee. It uh, <laughs> makes it right? real. Yeah, makes it, it believable. No, we did go to the moon. Vaccinate your kids. The Earth is round. Okay, I'll go with that. Put that on put all that on marquees. Put that on your marquee in your home in Gross Point.
0: I trust the process, Sean. Okay,
3: we trust landed the on the moon.
0: Some of those cadavers were neighbors of mine on the east side. Um, speaking of east side, East English Village last night played in uh, Detroit City Football League. Uh, we got smashed by Ducktown, which uh, I understand is a neighborhood in um, Hamtramck. Afterwards, we went to PJ's Lager House for uh, a great post party. One of the best things about this City Football League is you go to different places in different neighborhoods in the city and different places. Now, I think most people know about PJ's. But that got me thinking about DCFC, and uh, people will uh, recall our interview with Sean Mann, the CEO, one of the founders of both the City Football League and the Detroit City Football Club, they are having a big, big game on Friday. Hope to see you there. They're starting the playoffs, um, and if they win on Friday, they will play again on Sunday. So uh, so come on out to go see DCFC bring back playoffs? a little glory. Don't talk about playoffs. People talk in the newspapers talk all the time about which Detroit sports team is most likely to bring back or which Michigan sports team is most likely to bring back a championship. and uh, Michigan football. My money's on these guys.
2: <laughs> oh, they're the closest right now. My money's on these guys because they... Uh, and then probably Michigan.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just like seeing how he's going to counter this. I know. You know what? Oh, maybe Michigan State's close. We love disrespect. No, no, we suck. We're going to lose every game. We're horrible. Everybody hates us. Oh, so wait, are we back to the it. days
2: where you make yourself feel better by focusing on Michigan's failures?
0: No, no, no. I don't okay. have that much time to focus. I don't have. I, <laughs> I saw they got another second-place trophy there in the, in the trophy case there in Ann Arbor. I, actually, I was really bummed out to see the baseball team lose. I know it's not a sports podcast, but I was pulling for those guys. They really – they to me, they epitomized – what Michigan should be like. They should be humble, they should surprise people, and they should go in as the underdog and surprise folks and be more successful than they expect. Instead, you get the... So you don't like bluster? Um, I don't like arrogance. And you can't spell Confidence. Ann Arbor with A, and you can't spell arrogance without two A's. The there's arrogant, one in the beginning and near the end. The arrogant asses. Those Same with, with Ann Arbor. Remember. That's what I mean. There's two A's in arrogance, there's two A's in Ann Arbor. Yeah. There's, uh... There's uh, uh, there's two A's in Harbaugh. It's hard to dispute any of this. That's on the fly. That's pretty good. And there's oh, $9 million it? a year that's being wasted on Harbaugh, but there's no A's there. So Wasted? Yeah, I mean, he's, what, the, one of the highest-paid coaches in all of college football, and he can't even you win a division wait, wait, championship?
2: Wait wait wait. wait, wait, wait. Well, you're just looking at wins and losses, which, that's fine. They fill the
1: stadium, right? And they exactly weren't at the
2: end of the era. Well, wait a minute. When well, they had I think the f-
1: people, you don't think forget the, that. you don't
2: think they the I, I value they I went just to get that gotten, free coke. You don't think the value they've gotten out of him the eight ball in hiring coke? him? Whoa. Far exceeds the 9 million a year they're spending on him. Hey, he's one of my favorite Michigan coaches of all time, so I'm not complaining. I mean, well, I mean aside, people I like can Rich say, I I mean, better, but look, all college coaches are overpaid in my eyes. That's true. They really are. That's true. But to that point, the investment they put in a Harbaugh, they've gotten a great return on it, even if they haven't won a championship. Sean, yeah, Sean. No, you, you, you I'm you with you, Mark.
1: I just love it when you sound vaguely socialist. So it's <laughs> always <jump>. surprising and <laughs> makes me feel warm inside. Oh, Man,
0: no, I, I, uh, I ain't buying that shit. But, <laughs> but, um, but
2: we're all in. I ain't you know, buying you know, that, is that a shit. F- is translation for yeah? You're probably right. <laughs> why don't you a go put country. that on a marquee? It's a free I ain't country. buying that <laughs>
0: shit. <laughs> I ain't paying for that marquee either. As a as a Michigan taxpayer, I actually I am buying that shit because all these coaches are paid with our tax money. No,
2: that's it's, not true either though. What's that's not that? no, the the most athletic departments are self-sufficient because they don't pay the players. Oh or they're so the it's not uh
0: tax money. The uh, Cornelius and Penelope, uh uh oh, Rockefeller Jay Ira
2: and Nikki Harris Family yes. Foundation Head yes. Coach
0: Endowment. There's yes. there is truth to that
2: too, but they are self-sufficient. They don't take tax dollars to run the athletic department. No, Stephen Ross
1: does. He, he, pays, he yeah. doesn't take tax dollars. Well, maybe he does. I'm sure he does actually.
2: Well, he tried to. Yeah, he did. Right. As, as we've that's talked about.
0: Reference so, earlier. Episode. He
1: takes tax dollars and funnels it back to Michigan. So, uh,
0: in a way, that is tax money. Yeah. There well, you go. I think we can all agree that Harbaugh sucks and move on. <laughs> Uh, now, okay. Now I'll I, let you have that last line. So, so well, it was such a sweet transition. To speaking of somebody else who sucks, uh, <laughs> Monica Lewinsky has been uh, tweeting. Um, oh my goodness! Um, yes, the most famous ashtray in America um, is got a pretty good sense of humor, and I think I think uh, I like to think of her as the other ML. So I want to give her her due. She um, she was on. Uh, She was in social media, and somebody had posted. uh, She's
2: got a a very, believe it or not, a very funny Twitter account.
0: Well, I I, we were talking about doing a guilty pleasures episode sometime. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna foreshadow a little bit. I thought she was kind of cute. She's all yours. You can have her. There's plenty.
2: I think she's more attractive today than she was when she was. Yeah, no, she looks great. And I am utterly surprised at how well adjusted this woman is. She
0: uh, has talked a lot about being bullied, and she certainly was the target of a lot of scorn from a lot of people who I think she thought were her friends. So, yes, she has has come through the crucible as well as can be expected.
2: For my lifetime, it is the biggest scandal. You know, she's about my age, but it is the biggest scandal. It's massive, and she seems normal. Like, that would destroy most people, having a whole government, the world's most powerful man. Attacking you and dumping on you, and then you have this new internet, everyone attacking you. Now, she made some mistakes. She was an adult,
0: but that being said, a young one. The attacks were ridiculous. They They were were. ridiculous, and now the most powerful man in the world attacks a lot of people. So it it happens. But but she was singled out. That's for sure. And I think Hillary was not particularly kind to her. And I think a lot of women remembered that. But but she's come through it with a great sense of humor. And a fellow named Adam Grant posted, what's the worst career advice you've ever received? And then he volunteered that his was don't waste your time helping others. Number two was drop 90% of your projects because you can only do one at a time. And number three was don't write a book. Well, Monica Zing's back. An internship at the White House will be amazing on your resume. Which is pretty good. That's she nailed very it.
1: good. Yeah. Witty. Pretty good.
0: And it's not the first time. She's poked uh, a little fun at herself and this whole experience. At one time, Mark Rubio, Rubio had posted something, taking a shot at Politico, claiming oh. that uh, it was written by an intern and that this article is a reminder of how difficult it can be to discuss public policy and political press. Blah, blah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Well, Monica responds, blaming the intern is so 1990s. <laughs> That's a great line. So She's a funny woman. So, Monica, we, we got to give it to you. Well, well done, other ML. Um, how about MP, Michigan Peddler? Do it. Our new sponsor. These guys are great. If you've never read "Road ridden, rotted, Rided, Rooted.
1: <laughs> Used.
0: If you've never hit the streets of Detroit on a pedal <laughs> pub, you're really missing something. They call themselves Detroit's Party Bike, and there's a good reason. You bring the friends and the alcohol, And they supply the good times and the big-ass bike. You really experience something completely unique riding around on a party bike in downtown Detroit, Corktown, or Midtown, and checking everything out on the Michigan Peddler. You can turn it into a pub crawl if you like. You can design your route. They will take you where you want to go. You see their bikes all around town? Isn't it time to get on one? This is the perfect time. Summer is upon us, finally. Book your ride. It's a great thing to do if you're planning a summer or even a fall Company or workouting, each bike holds 15 people. You can get six of these rigs out there, so you can take as many as 90 people on the streets of Detroit with multiple bikes. Do a caravan from Fortune 500 companies to mom and pop shops. They've hosted hundreds upon hundreds of workoutings and customized each one to meet the specific needs of that group. My wife and I did our joint 50th birthday party on the Michigan Peddler, we had a great time. Which is saying something, because there's like three or four generations of us, which is, you know, hey, the little joy- guys, the big guys, the old guys can get kind of fussy.
2: Joint 50th birthday party is that, how close are your birthdays together?
0: Ten days apart. Really? She's the old lady. <laughs> That's kind of nice. us. And she doesn't listen, so I think I'm going to get away okay. with that one. Teresa's friends, shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, they they shut won't. Shut up. They won't. Please. Please be quiet, I should say. I respectfully ask that you be quiet. <laughs> what kind of bike do you have? It's pretty sweet i can going to do some sick jumps, too. <laughs> Michigan Pedalers is a recipient of TripAdvisor's Certificate of Excellence. Only bike in town that offers free parking, which if you've been downtown, you know how important that is. Plush Backbench, which is where you can put the little kids whose feet can't reach the pedals. All the bikes come equipped with electric assist, so you don't need to worry about sweating because you're pedaling too hard. Now, I last week I complained about there being too much electric ex- assist. I've tried one without the electric assist. It's some pretty heavy really? going. But if you're up for it, it's a good workout. I'm not. The drivers are the best in Detroit. They know how to show you a good time. Get your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers. Give it a shot this summer. Now, there's a special promo going on right now. It's the only promo they're offering, and it's just for you, our loyal ML Soul of Detroit listeners. You give them a call or you go online and you type in or tell them the promo code ML Soul When you're booking, you get $25 off any of their top-rated 15 person party bike rides. That's ML Soul to get 25 bucks off a ride. Book today because those slots fill up fast, especially with this great weather. Go to ww.miganpeddler. That's Michigan P-E-D A-L-E-R dot P-E-D-A-L-E-R.com or call 313 744 3272 744-3272. I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. I'm dug in, and I'll never change. Infinity. Disney takes a lot of your money if you go to visit, but you know who takes more of your money? The CEO of Disney, and you know who's not happy about it? The namesake of Disney, Mark. You. uh... Well, you the, think this is cool, right? You're like, you're all happy with her. You think she's the greatest thing ever. and
2: uh, no. not, not one bit. So, mm-hmm. Abigail Disney is her name, granddaughter of Walt. And she went undercover at Disneyland and is very upset. Um, and she, of course, I think she put it out on Facebook or Yahoo because um, she did not like the way the workers were being treated, which, first off, didn't we kind of know that Disneyland workers might not be the highest on the wage scale?
0: Well, they froze her grandpa's head. That's no way to treat people who contribute to the industry. But, but, but aside from that, there wasn't
2: much detail as to how these people are being mistreated, which is fine. But all I could keep thinking of was, wait, you're Abigail Disney. You're worth $500 million. I tried to look this up and see, like, what has she done with her life? She is a philanthropist. Nice. Um, and she started directing movies in her forties. Have fine. I seen
3: any of
0: those? No. That Mulan uh, but, three?
2: They're all just Yeah, that's right. They weren't were Disney films. They were um, documentaries. Oh. And she's mad that Bob Iger earned sixty six million. Now, regardless if you agree with her or if you don't agree with her, I just don't like this message coming from her when she's worth that much money that was built on the back of cheap labor, probably really cheap labor in other countries when you include all the merchandise that Disney has sold um, or the cartoons and who drew them, not to mention the fact that she's a stockholder.
0: How do you think she would feel about reparations? Like, you got $500 million. Let's put it in a pool. How about Disney reparations? Well, that's what I'm saying. okay. That's what I'm saying is pay all the Disney employees who are underpaid over all those. We got $500 million to spread among you. I wonder if she'd feel the same way.
2: I have a big problem when you're trying to correct free markets. Sometimes that needs to be done. I don't really want to hear it out of the air, the socialite of Disney who yeah. made a lot of money off of it.
0: Well, I, I, I do uh, see some irony there that somebody who's living off of this, this stack of cash is now bitching about how, where it all came from. But at the same time, CEO salaries are insane, they are nuts. It, there's no, I mean, it, uh, when, I, when I see how much more bosses make than the people who, who actually produce things, it makes me want to um, call for revolution.
2: I agree. I, I,
0: look, they are out of whack, but I don't want to hear it from her. She's lived a very charmed life. Yeah, but isn't it, isn't it sometimes more compelling when, when the, uh, the yes. person who's living off of the spoils can say, my money has blood on it? Well, now, she hasn't said she'd give it back yet.
2: No, not at all. And I understand because the last name is Disney. It's going to get eyeballs. But frankly, I don't know. It just it, To me, it seems like she's missing any of the irony of where her money has come from.
0: I don't know. Sean, do you well, see well, irony here? Or?
1: I don't know if that's, I mean, that to me, that's just speculation. I don't know if she is or she isn't. I'm willing to believe that she legitimately walked through her parks and felt squeamish and uh, listened to the tales and... And talked to the folks and thought, you know, this isn't something doesn't feel right here. That is entirely
0: possible. If she goes to those parks a lot, she won't have five hundred million for long. I'll tell you that.
1: All right, but if you can, you can go to those parks and you can go to places in in life and pretend and right and not want to see. And maybe for the first time in her life, she did. I don't know if that's the case. Maybe maybe I'm giving her too much credit. I also think it's interesting. I read that she emailed Iger mm-hmm. and didn't get a response. And, um, <laughs> what? Rob right. Iger blew off somebody
0: whose last name is Disney?
1: This is according to her. Yes, that is according to her. And then she went public. So,
2: Wow. Well, what was her plan? What did she want Iger to do? So, well, it, she, She's been fighting. She's even testified in front of Congress. Congress yeah, back yeah. in May she did. So this is kind of her fight, which I think it's really weird that you're attacking the namesake. That's that's where
0: her money has come yeah, from. The, at least the Abigail Victoria, Perklowski does not get invited to. Well, testify. not only that, if you're she's right?
1: attacking Walmart, <laughs> it's it's going to f- then it'll really seem hypocritical, right? Take care of your own house first.
0: Right. I also would have said Abigail Perklowski does not get her email responded to by the CEO of Disney, but it turns out she Abigail Disney didn't either. Mm-hmm.
1: She was trying to make an argument. I, you know, and saying, you're right, Mark. It's interesting coming from her, but that look, capitalism is fine, but it's a it's it's a little bit out of whack, and it's headed in a direction that's that's probably not sustainable in terms of societal stability at some point
2: it's easy for her to be worried about certain things like that because of where she has come from no
1: she definitely has comfort and was born into a, a lot of comfort absolutely and a lot of us make choices as consumers every single day that we probably you know have to look the other way and think, oh well, god like, yeah right
2: i mean how I mean, many people love chick-fil-a but might not like what yeah, their policy as, as one example for. exactly it's a pretty good chicken sandwich. Yeah, well, people seem to like it. It's not bad. I mean, it's okay. I think it's overrated. I like the spicy but...
0: one with some pickles. Is not bad. <laughs> yeah. And look
1: and you can but They treat
0: their workers pretty well. Actually, they have a lot of You ever go in a Chick-fil-A? It's like you can't sit down for more than a second without somebody offering you a free drink or clearing something from your table. Or... They're but... not an advertiser. Is anybody <laughs> Is anybody really surprised that yeah, beep Disney... that out. This <laughs> is this is no shoutouts. Is anybody surprised Disney might not treat
2: their employees the best way? Is that really a shock to people?
1: Or any business that operates
2: exactly. like that, right? Like Facebook. People are shocked that Facebook takes people's data and sells it and is a little sh- a lot shady oh, about God. it. Like, they're a majorly publicly traded corporation.
0: Disney is a weird place, man. You know, you've got people, adults, waiting in line to get autographs from from actors who are pretending to be Robin Hood or whatever. and And then you've got crazy princesses hanging out all over the place. We took our daughter to Disney for her fifth birthday because we were in Anaheim for a union meeting. And the only way I was able to get through the day, because places like that drive me crazy, is it was Bat Day. Have you ever heard of Bat Day? No. That's the day when all the goths go to Disney. Oh, fun. So we're standing there. There are people dressed up like like Dracula. There are people with little goth babies, <laughs> and they're wearing silk top hats so At and least capes. that's interesting. <laughs> and they have fangs. People that's actually fun. have fangs. They have their, their orthodontia altered, so they have fangs. And so I'm on the the Flume ride with my kids, and then there's you know Count Chocula over there with whoever, and it was it was pretty wild. So not
1: time. real goss, so not nihilist goss. No, <laughs> no. Well, I mean, more like uh, Comic Con,
0: yes. No.
2: Uh, well we don't. You know. I
0: mean, when you have your when you have your teeth altered, that's a commitment. Okay, man. a little bit of cosplay, but, but yeah.
2: What it really yeah. says is that everybody loves Disney except for, except Abigail, for Abigail Disney. <laughs>
0: But she sure likes that money. Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Can I do that? What a dork. Does
1: him wanting to play with us again mean that he's
0: turning into a geek? Or we're turning into cool guys? So every year, I throw a backyard beer party. I know it's been 17 years because the first one was in 2002. And the way I know the first one was in 2002 is because we were just kind of a little backyard gathering, and I invited, because at that time we were still on good terms, Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick to come out to the east side and attend a backyard beer party. Very casual, all off the record, everything like that. And he was going to come out, but then at the last minute he got tickets to a Winans concert, and so we went to go see the Winans instead. So anyways, we've been doing this since 2002. A uh, port choice. and we Yeah, we provide... Uh, no, the, the first in a long line of poor choice. Yes. Um, yeah, and... Actually, it probably wasn't the first. And, and since it's Kwame Kilpatrick, maybe he didn't get tickets to a Winans concert. You know, who knows what the hell was going on. But, um, but we, um, we provide the beer, we provide the food, and for the last 10 years or so, we've had a band play. And, uh, I'll bring the cookies! <laughs> and it's usually the Smiths United. We're a great Smiths cover band, and they also have some other new wave, new wave acts that they, they are involved in and represent. And it's, you know, it's a fun time. And uh, it's, you know, the deal is don't bring anything. We supply it all. We we have all the kind of beer you used, your your dad or your grandpa or your your strange auntie who played softball would keep in the fridge in the basement yeah. or in the garage. And I like to think we're pretty generous about Uh-oh. Sounds it. Sounds like
2: there was an incident.
0: If you want to compete for a prize, you can try and find an obscure yard beer. And and this year. Uh, we had a couple of cases of Altus, which is back, which is pretty cool. And my man, uh, Mark Reith at Atwater, uh, donated some uh, some of the Atwater lager, which is very reminiscent of the original Strohs, not the hipster Strohs, the real Strohs. And, um, and everything was going great. And some people bring beer to compete for a six-month supply of toilet paper. It's really a six-month supply of toilet paper for a single guy. Okay. Not for... A family, because I've got three women in my house and that toilet paper, <laughs> and maybe a six-hour supply of toilet paper. So, you know, it's pretty cool. And Some people will bring a bottle of wine, or some people buy, bring you a bottle of liquor. We tell them not to, but I, I, I take it, and I'm grateful, and I put it on a little buffet we have where we keep these things, and yeah. it's kind of out of the way. You don't really run across it unless you're looking for it. And so our Geek of the Week is, all of those people... Who tapped into those bottles of booze that I set aside and made themselves at home and drank that booze.
2: Do you know who it was? Do you have an idea of who it was? You're an investigative
0: reporter. We, uh, we have dusted the bottles and we're waiting for the forensic evidence to come back. Uh, were you out of beer ever? Usually we have enough beer left over I can bring it to hockey for the next month. This year, we did run out of beer. I returned well, 573 bottles and cans on Sunday, and I had another case of stuff they wouldn't take back. But, uh, but no, there was, there was plenty of libations for everybody. So, those of you who made yeah. yourself at home a little too much, you are our collective geek of the week.
3: Room 7609. La 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 la. And you can dance together all night you've got the time. La 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 la
0: la la la. We had some pretty good nominations for Room 7609 this week, including amazingly. Alice Cooper, and we may we may yet get to that, but I wanted to pick a artist uh, to show some some sympathy, some support, some condolences, some respect for Drew Wave, our host here at the Red Shovel Network. Um, Drew Lane, if you hadn't heard, lost his mother at 98. He had been a very attentive son, a caretaker, and just in general, I think a rock for his mother. And Drew is also a huge beatles fan he is um you may have noticed um that he likes one or two of their songs May or may have one or two artifacts every once in a while on that rare occasion he'll mention his freakish man love for the for the uh fab five yeah. fab four or, yeah. well hey billy preston i was just gonna say that yeah. or george martin for that matter so we wanted to pick but they're not a new wave band um But we wanted to pick a new wave song that has a little Beatles in it. And so Susie and the Banshees has done some great covers. Here's their version of Dear Prudence. So, Drew, that one goes out to you. Thank you for everything you do for us and everything you did for your mother. You're a good son, and we especially want to pass along our condolences to all the Drew's family, but most importantly, his sister, who's a real big fan of the show. Oh, yes. So, so way to go. Um, Susie is uh, an interesting character, as you may have uh, noticed if you've ever seen her. Sort of a striking figure. Uh, The cat eye, uh, mascara, sort of a a grand dam of the goth new wave punk scene. Her dad was a bacteriologist who milked venom from snakes. So you kind of wonder, how do you end up as Susie Sue? That may be one reason. But she's done lots of great covers. Uh, One of my favorites is The Passenger, the Iggy Pop tune. That she does, which is oh, tremendous. Oh, that's a
2: great song.
0: And one of my favorite new art, new wave artists of all time played guitar with her for quite a while, Robert Smith of the Cure, who, when they started the Cure, they were just kind of they're just kind of fooling around, and so he would tour with Susie and the Banshees, and then the Cure started to pick up some momentum, and he thought it's much more fun to be <laughs> fronting my own band than to tour with Susie, and so the cure became his primary focus but uh well, and the
2: interesting stuff. thing is he is playing guitar on Dear Prudence because the original guitarist John I don't even know how he pronounce his name left the band Severin or um uh, mc Meg- mcgokich oh, Meg- no. Meg- I don't know I'm not even gonna try it even though I just did um was i guess an alcoholic, and he left the band, so Robert stepped in for a few. Uh, a few recordings, and this was one of them.
0: Wow. Well, and it sounds very different from any of the Smiths' music, but at the same time, they're trying to capture the Beatles. So, uh,
2: yeah. No, I like that. That was good. So, Susie Sue, and. Uh, not her real name, by the way. That's her stage name. Believe that or not. Is she at least a Sue? Do you want to know her real name, or will yes, that please. kill it for you?
0: No, no, no. I, I, I read it, but I don't remember it. I mean, she's just always Susie to me. Susan Janet Ballion. Okay. And uh, there's also a great reference. To Susie Sue and the Dead Melkman, another great American mm-hmm. new wave bands. Uh, punk Rock Girl. Oh, yeah. God's a great song. It's a terrific song. Your store could use some fixing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't got no Mojo Nixon. That's what happens. That's their that's their renovation plan. So Room 7609, we are always looking for your nominations for Room 7609. Also for Geek of the Week and Great Debate. Don't be shy, people. Reach out to us at soul of Detroit at gmail. Dot com. That's what Andrew did. He said, Guys, I love the show. When I first started listening and heard your new wave segment, Room 769, it made me think of a song I really liked but could only remember, the melody and scenes from the music video. Remember those? I do. Whatever happened to MTV? They're all
2: on YouTube now.
0: Yeah, I, I really liked MTV when it wasn't just slutty teenagers and uh, old rock stars banging freaks. But uh, I digress. After several hours of searching Google YouTube, I uncovered it. It was the Plim Souls, another U.S. Oh, new wave wow. band, million miles away. Fantastic song, also a favorite band of Drew Wave, and it was featured in the movie Valley Girl, which had a killer soundtrack. I think they also had some Green Day, didn't they? or No, that Not was Valley uh, Girl, no, that was uh, the, the John Cusack movie we were talking about. So we had... Last week we had Green, uh, not Green Day, I'm sorry, um, Green Thoughts, I'm thinking the smithereens. Oh, okay, yeah. S- yeah see yeah, it, yeah. see how my mind works and doesn't work? It's the end of the show. Anyways, Andrew says, keep up the good work, fellas. You make me look forward to Thursday. Thank you, Andrew. He's now from Rockford, formerly of Southgate, if uh,
2: if that matters. That reminds me, too, if um, you like 7609, there's a whole playlist of every single Oh, song Spotify. On Spotify. Just go yes. there, uh, search ML Solo Detroit, or search, I think if you just search room 7609, you can see... The whole playlist,
0: and we'll update them. Yeah. So, and that's that is an organic thing; is going to keep growing. Uh, Marnie writes, in, hey, ML, excellent show. Love the new wave segment. Big fan of the Cure and the Outfield. I love the Cure, the Outfield. I'm gonna to have to think about that. I was also listening to the Kilpatrick and the Beer episodes, and something to tie it together. You were talking about Supernatural, which is my favorite show. I'm lucky enough to live in Austin. Jensen Ackles, Dean, who's my favorite uh, Winchester brother owns the family business beer company in dripping springs he has a beer the grackle that has notes of coffee and when they age it in bourbon barrels it's kick in your ass fantastic oh sorry it's kick you in the ass fantastic sorry <laughs> I didn't that could kind of an aggressive brew next time we're there I'll see if I can get a few to ship it's that good do it Thanks for all you guys do. I'll catch up on all things Detroit by listening to all the podcasts on Rudd Shovel. That's highly advisable, folks. Shoot me an address, and I'll send you some grackle next time we hit the brewery. Count on that one, Marnie. Marnie enjoys or says enjoy your week, and that's good advice as well. Finally, uh, Mike listened to the Bond episode. Loved the show as he is a big Bond fan. However, a note of disappointment. I like the sheriff scenes in the Roger Moore movies. <laughs> Corny, perhaps, but he played it well. Yeah. Anyways, keep up the good work. So thank you very much. They all wrote to us at mlsolvedetroit at gmail.com. You can do that, too. Also, one of our kind listeners has diagnosed the problem with our listener line, which you can reach at 313-Butterfield-89070. That's 313-288-9070. People were apparently put off because we didn't have a message. But crazy. We'll some, fix it. some people forged ahead anyways and left us some messages well gentlemen i heard your appeal for getting some feedback so i thought i would call you and let you know that i think you're doing a fine job with this podcast and really encouraged by all the grassroots efforts to get the news out that needs to be reported
1: that's the biggest concern i have in this new world that we live in is that with
3: newspapers
2: dying and the local news just worried about the latest uh, car chase or whatever that there's really no one left to watch the hen house to make sure that people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. So, I really hope that uh, you're very successful,
1: and I hope that more news outlets like this start uh, investigating
2: in wherever cities they happen to be. So, keep it up, amen.
3: See ya. <laughs>
0: hey, we appreciate it. And, and the key to our success is a simple one it's you. If you stop listening, if you stop caring. We go away. So please let our sponsors know. Tell Dr. Yaldo, tell David Hall, tell the Michigan Peddler you heard about them on the Soul of Detroit. You can donate, too. You can go to our website, mlsoulofdetroit.com. There's a Donate tab on there. You can catch old episodes. It's a good time to catch up. Maybe you're cutting the grass. Maybe you're... Stripping the boat. Maybe you're building an ark because you saw a lot of rain, and you're kind of a freak, and you think this is this is the reckoning. We won't judge. Yeah, we're not here to do that. Just if you have two spots left on the boat, um, you know, let us know, or maybe make it four because we want to bring.
2: Dates. I, you know what? I don't want a spot because if that happens, I don't want to live in the rebuilding world.
0: Yeah. Plus, with all that animal crap. <laughs> yeah. No yeah okay. Anyways, build your boat, but uh, <laughs> keep listening to Soul of Detroit and listen to all our shows on the Red Shovel Network. That's The No Filter Sports with Eli, Denny, and Bob. That's the No BS News Hour with Charlie LaDuff. And, of course, our flagship, the Drew and Mike podcast. You've been listening to the Red Shovel Network. This is the soul of Detroit. Cyrus, take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can
3: you dig it?
1: Just heard Dragnet, a series of authentic cases from official
2: files. Technical advice comes from the office of Drew Lane, Red Shovel Network. Technical advisors, ML, Elric, Mark Fellhauer, and Sean Windsor. Heard tonight were Herb Ellis,
1: June Whitley, Jack Crucian. Script by John Robinson. Music by Walter Schumann. Hal Gibney speaking.